Today on the Marvel Cinematic Universe podcast, we are discussing feedback and theories for this most recent episode of Loki. Episode 5, Journey into Mystery. All that and more of this that we have no control over. Welcome to the Marvel Cinematic Universe podcast. My name is Matthew Carroll. And I'm Jeff Randall. And in our third chair today, we have the lovely Ashley Coffin as our producer. How you doing, Ash? Of course she would be muted. <laughs> like, of course she would be muted. What happened? I'm really great, guys. How are you? <laughs> oh, fantastic. <laughs> Want me to take that again? <laughs> nah, it's good. Let's okay. roll. We're, we're here to talk Loki feedback. Let's do it. Let's just dive in. We have so much feedback. There's no possible way we're getting into all of it. Yeah. So let's just go get, get into it. We also, I mean, we thought we were going to do an episode on Black Widow feedback today as well. <laughs> That's what we get for thinking. Well, and we figure it's the, we want everybody to have their chance to get the Loki feedback in, get their theories in. And a lot of people haven't even seen Black Widow yet. So we're going to do Loki feedback today. And we'll do Black Widow feedback after we finish the finale of Loki. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, Whew. that's going to be a three-hour show. It's <laughs> oh going to be yeah. fine, you guys. Yeah, by far the busiest week of the cast we've ever had. Oh like, yeah, it's crazy. Yeah. Absolutely. All right. Well, let's dive into that Loki feedback. What you got, Jeff? Let's see. We've got Hannah on Patreon said, "Hi, MCU podcast friends. I think you're right that Eliath is guarding a prisoner, but I think it will be Darkest Timeline Loki, not Kang. But I think it will be heavily implied that the original prisoner was Kang, and that Darkest Timeline Loki let him out. That would let the MCU subtly introduce Kang without showing their hand or having a huge exposition dump." Hmm. You know, it's possible. It's possible. But I feel like I feel like the idea of it being Kang, the way that I have presented it, which is obviously the way that Marvel needs to do it. Uh, oh, sure. <laughs> sure. Is, uh, is such that Kang really only has his Thanos smile at the camera moment after everything right. is done. Like right before the, even in the mid credits, like not right before the well, credits. To, to Hannah's point, though, like if that's the case then it seems that there someone is going to be in that castle other than Kang, right? Yeah. So, like, they're going to have to face off with someone in this last episode. So who is the person? If, like, Cerberus was the guard dog, who's the jailer? Right. right? Cerberus being Eliath. Right. Yeah. <laughs> I, I got it. I got it. <laughs> I don't know. Um, <laughs> I don't know, man. So I do think an old Loki makes sense, especially given the themes of the show and everything like an old variant Loki makes sense. But wouldn't it be more fun to just have them not get there? Like Ravana and uh, uh, Ravana and Mobius show up to like stop them before, like as they're about to set foot on the castle grounds or whatever, like they're, they're all in that little Uh. area, but they don't get there and we just never know who's in there. No, absolutely not. No, you That's hate horrible. It? You hate it? Yeah. Okay. I hate it a lot. Mostly because it's it's another one of those things where it's like It's like the the house is, is a MacGuffin. Right. We're pointing <laughs> at something that's gonna happen in the future of Marvel. Marvel does a really good job of like always pointing towards something in the future, but still bringing closure to the story. And if you end the penultimate episode with like a big like the house is here, we're gonna face off at the house, you can't then not show us what's in the yeah. house. Like 
that would make that'd be really anticlimactic. Yeah, that's Chekhov's house, right? Ah. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> that's where he lives. <laughs> and that's his dog that's outside. Uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Pavel Chekhov <laughs> from Star Trek. Oh my gosh! Yes, that's who it is. That's that's it. Um. <laughs> it's not Loki at all. Nope. <laughs> <laughs> it's the Star Trek crossover that we yep, didn't know we needed. The beginning of Paramount. It's going to end by being like Paramount was bought by Disney, and now Star Trek is part. You didn't know it was coming, <laughs> but it's but twist. Now. Boom! <laughs> I didn't know they'd be announcing these company mergers during the shows. <laughs> It'll be like the like the end of the Mandalorian spoiler alert, where it says like that Boba Fett will return and. Uh, in 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 a new show, they announced a new show. Now they're just announcing business deals yeah. after the credit sequence. <laughs> like the merger's complete. <laughs> yeah. Oh, that would be so silly. <laughs> All, right. All right. Uh, Connor Cook, another of our patrons, said hello, Matt and Jeff. They left out Ashley. It's unfortunate. It's fair. <laughs> That's a really sweet one. This is my name's Connor Cook. I'm from the UK. Oh. And I've been listening for the past four to five years. <laughs> you sound like you're from London. Oh my god. I don't know why I had a hat for that. Anyway, um, <laughs> I just wanted to message and say I really appreciate everything you do. I came into the Marvel Universe very much on my own and had nobody to talk to about the movies and TV shows, which is how I found your podcast. I've heard so many people say Marvel is for kids, so I kept quiet about liking it for a long time. But you guys made me realize I don't have to be ashamed to like it, as I'm not alone. As I've listened to your podcast and watched it grow into the Stranded Panda Network, I can't help but feel like I'm growing with you guys. I've laughed and cried alongside you all. You make it feel like a family. Insert Dom from Fast and Furious. LOL. Uh. <laughs> Anyways, I'll wrap this up. I just wanted to thank you guys and all the others who work on the Stranded Panda Network as not only do you let me be a part of your conversations, you've helped me become more confident in liking the things I love. I want to thank you for creating a platform where so many others, as well as myself, can express ourselves and truly feel like a family in the community you have built. I want to thank you for everything you have done, everything you will do in the future, <laughs> and for being yourselves on every podcast and helping me become myself. Kind regards and thank you, Connor Cook. That is incredibly sweet uh connor and i wrote connor back but i i i I feel very much the same way uh this network has really helped me find a place to be myself in all this geeky stuff i love it's weird for the longest time like my friends i didn't really talk too much about a lot of the stuff with yeah i kept parts of myself very separate and what connor's saying here is it's like i really resonate with and like being comfortable with that part of myself but being comfortable with that part of myself helped me become more comfortable with all the parts of myself, you know? Mm -hmm. Um, and I just, uh, really appreciate that. Connor, that means a ton to me, uh, that, I don't know, that, that our stupid little podcast can help you with that self-discovery journey, which is like our stupid crazy. little podcast. Yeah. Bless you. <laughs> but no, <laughs> for real, like, and, and it's really the community, like you said, like it's, um, it's the stranded panda chat and being able to connect with all these people and these friends that I've made and, it's huge, and it's so cool that Connor's having a similar experience. So thank you, Connor. Yeah, yeah. Um, I myself have become more of a gatekeeper. Um, 
<laughs> if if some casual person comes up to me and is like, "Hey, I hear you like Marvel stuff," I'm like, "Yeah, you need to be in the Stranded Panda Facebook chat group." Yeah, <laughs> loser. Hey, if you're not in there and you're not listening to my podcast, I don't want to talk to you about it. So you know, it's kind of like it's marketing. very aggressive. It's kind of like marketing. Yeah, yeah. That's anti marketing. Is it anti here? Anti-heroes are popular. Probably anti-marketing. Yeah. That's what we should try. Yeah. Let's be real jer- real jerks to everyone. Yeah. <laughs> that's all I've ever wanted to do. Release the Kraken. Like, please, let me do that. <laughs> I'd be so good. No one would ever write in again. I think it would only take a week of me responding to emails like a jerk. <laughs> Just get rid of everyone that really wants to write in and be kind. And- just kidding. Say nice things. Yep. Oh, goodness. Yep. How did we get here? Anyway. <laughs> Sorry, Connor. <laughs> I, well, I, I feel, like, feel you, Connor. I feel like <laughs> I need to backtrack, but then it's insincere. <laughs> like, sorry, Connor. Thank you for letting me be myself, I guess. Uh, now it's uncomfortable. I don't have to answer. He wasn't talking to me. That's fair. It <laughs> <laughs> ah, must be nice. It's so nice. <laughs> Now we're all just upset that we let Jeff and Ashley be themselves for a moment. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, don't do this again. When you see them, make sure to shame them. Yeah. <laughs> Ring the bell. I'll yeah, get put it back it. in the box. Put uh, it back in. <laughs> Jordan Pierce, one of our patrons, said, As for the end of episode two, with the sacred timeline being bombed, I think that was all it was meant to be, and you guys are thinking about it too hard. Sylvie says the plan was was years in the making, and what she does, I'm sorry, and when she does show up in the TVA at the beginning of the episode, you can clearly hear over the loudspeaker that they are sending Minutemen to all of the branches that were created. I think that was just planning on getting as many TVA agents out of the TVA as she could, so she, you know, she had to fight minimal people when she went in to get the timekeepers. I don't think it was ever a situation that the TVA couldn't handle just one that they never had to. And I have a big question about Sylvie. Wouldn't she have been pruned the moment she decided to be a she? If there is only one timeline, the sacred timeline, then shouldn't Loki always be Tom Hiddleston? This makes me think that there are mul- there are multiple timelines, but each timeline is acting out the events of the sacred timeline with minor differences. Sorry for the lengthy message. Let me know about the docs when you find out. Love you all 3002. Jordan. Oh, yes. Oh, Jordan is uh, the fellow who uh, it helped us by getting me that Cal Digit doc. Thank you, Cal Digit. And thank you, Jordan. And uh, is going to help Ashley get something possibly too soon. Um, but yeah. Uh, I agree. I, I agree for sure with the first part. Um, absolutely. Mm-hmm. I think it's a great point. Like they even say it, it seems like that was just a distraction to give her a chance. Makes a lot of sense, but the uh, the thing about the timelines, we, we this is what we talked ad nauseum about after episode one. Was it episode one? Oh yeah, <laughs> probably. Yeah. When we went pretty hard. Yeah. When we probably didn't gain any new listeners because the first episode we did of Loki, we like we just argued, just argued, argued for thirty minutes about how time travel works. <sighs> yeah. Um. I mean, I I had a glass. I think it was fun. <laughs> I finally got to be a part of it. I got I was like, <laughs> what are you I guys? So many. I got so many messages that were just like, I laughed so hard when you were like, Tony Stark is not 
is not the expert on time travel. Uh, Good times. Anyway. The way Miss Minutes describes it is not how it seems like they are portraying it on the show. Right. So a lot of what we were having that discussion about was she describes it's one timeline. She describes that, like, if you even miss a day of work, that, that disrupts the timeline. But then we clearly see you can be an alligator, you can be a lady, you can be an old man living. So then what we are left to assume is that variance energy only is created if that energy is going to reach the end of time and affect the difference at the end of time. So that's the way I'm seeing it now. Mm-hmm. So there are small differences, but as long as they all head toward the same place, they're fine. But once someone does a nexus event mm-hmm. and it's no longer heading toward the same place. Yep. That's it. So Loki being a female doesn't affect anything unless said female Loki starts going down a different path and making other choices than what Loki is supposed to make. Mm-hmm. Exactly. So like choosing yeah. to be a Valkyrie or something that was not like, right. <laughs> like choosing to have a good childhood, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, she's like playing with a Valkyrie or something in that. And like, you imagine maybe she's contemplating becoming a hero or something like that. And like, yeah. Being good. Like, like you said, you can be a good person. If in case no one ever told Just you, that. in case anyone ever told you different. Look at this Valkyrie toy. <laughs> Here, play with this. Okay. Uh, Mark Cruz, another patron, said, You guys rock! This may have been mentioned before. We did, or sorry, we spend Odin's day watching Loki's antics and then spend all of Thor's day talking about Loki. How much would any version of Loki revel in all of that? And <laughs> speaking of versions of Loki, can we send this question out to your entire audience? Mice are called a mischief. Crows are called a murder. What is the, what is the collective name for a group of Loki? Love you all 3,000. Mm. A deceit. A, a deceit of Loki. A deceit of Lokis. A leotard of Lokis. <laughs> <laughs> a thirst. Oh, no, that's a group of Ashleys. Mm, that's, a, yeah. that's a colony of Ashleys. Um, that's a good one. I like, I like yours, Matt. Yeah, a deceit makes sense. A deceit makes sense. Well, thanks, guys. I liked yours, too. No, you didn't. <laughs> I kind of liked mine. I mean, not as much as I liked mine, clearly. But yeah, <laughs> Obviously. I liked yours. I, <laughs> I appreciated the effort, at least, you know? <laughs> you, we all get gold stars. Okay. Yay! Plowing forward. <laughs> That's all I wanted. <laughs> I just wanted the gold star. <laughs> Thank you for the question. That was a fun question. Mm-hmm. I liked it. Yeah, we'll, uh, I think we should probably make a whole episode about that in between Loki and What If, because we got an announcement of the, uh, the date, right? We got the date given well, to us. I don't us. even know the date yet. Was it on the yeah. new trailer? I watched the trailer. I didn't see the date. August what 11th. Oh. Okay. So how many weeks is that between? Uh, one, two, three, four. Four about weeks. A, about a month. Nice. Yeah. Okay. Yep. Because the last wow. episode is going to be on the 14th. Okay. Well, we got we got lots of uh, commissioned episodes and all kinds of feedback. We're going to be covering in between Black Widow. Yeah, <laughs> a lot of our downloads tend to fall off after, especially on the last episode of shows. So probably a lot of you guys that are listening, this might be traditionally one of the last episodes you listen to before we another show picks up. But we do keep going in the little off season. We do all kinds of other uh, content. We do commissioned episodes that kind of go broader in the universe. Uh, we do. 
Uh, news. More feedback episodes. News, which we might, we're trying to do more regularly, but w- with so much content, it's hard to ever talk about what's actually been announced or whatnot. Yep. Eric Ortiz, another of our patrons, said, Hello! I wanted to go ahead and get this idea over to you all after watching episode 5. What do you think of our Loki having to sacrifice himself at the end of this season for Sylvie, of course, because totally on board with everything uh, happening between them, and Sylvie becoming the new Loki in the MCU for future movies and shows? Something like the changing of the title in Fatwas to Captain America and the Winter Soldier, so at the end of Loki season 1, the title will not change fonts anymore, but Loki will be spelled with a font relevant to Sylvie. Hmm. I like it. I've been thinking about this, the fact that this might be, we've talked about it, like this might be a torch passing to where, you know, I mean, and we even talked about the fact that they're making it a female Thor, a female Loki. Um, I don't know. I don't know how I feel about, I don't really want to lose the Loki we have. And with this world we have right now, there's no reason he has to leave to let Sylvie stay around. You know what I mean? Right. Yeah, I'm not ready to say goodbye yet. They could, yeah. they could both stick around. It's mm-hmm. possible. That's how the multiverse works. Mm-hmm. I definitely think it makes sense from a character perspective. Like, that's his arc. He's been this deceitful trickster, and now he finally, like, does a thing. Although, we'll see. what if he does the thing to save her, just like in Thor The Dark World, then he comes back a movie later? <laughs> I'll be ready for it this time. Yeah, you, I always think that. <laughs> I was not ready for the alligator Loki scene. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. <laughs> I always think I'm ready, and I'm never ready. Which alligator Loki scene do you mean? Do you mean the like the album cover that they gave us at the end of episode? Yeah, four? yeah, yeah. When we find out he's not dead because we thought he was dead for like ten minutes. Yeah, and he wasn't. He wasn't dead. It's yeah. not okay. It, whether it be the Odin's throne or an alligator, I'm just not ready for another. They're really going to have to ratchet it up if they, yeah. like, last time he <laughs> fell off the Bifrost and he just showed up and he's like, hey, I work for Thanos yeah. now. Uh, then he, like, was it- came, he, Odin's throne was a big reveal. Mm-hmm. That was a big one. Yep. But alligators, an alligator version of himself, like, how do you beat that? How do you top that? <laughs> Can't. How do you top that? A giraffe version. Mm. <laughs> yeah, it's like great white shark Loki. I don't know. And that feels, that feels done. Because, I mean, you've already got Critter Loki, you know, and it's it's an alligator. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Be a little bigger. Giraffes are just so majestic. Are. Are they? They fight by slinging their heads at each other. Like, they sling their heads. Well, look at them. I mean, they're a walking accident. I mean, who did that to those (laughs) poor deers? (laughs) What an accident. Like, what the hell happened there? <laughs> I get that they need to eat at the top of the tree, but good God! We're Literally, what was he thinking? Now. <laughs> like, we're just insulting. Like, okay, gira- I, giraffes. I'm so sorry to any giraffes li- listening. If I have offended you, it's not the giraffes you need to be worried about. It's the zookeepers that handle the giraffes. Oh, come at me, zookeepers! I'll give a shit. Or giraffe enthusiasts. <laughs> that, we yeah. have a large zookeeper contingent that listens to this podcast that like i'm in trouble then you know i know at least (laughs) one of them she's not as well okay she's not a zookeeper per se but she does have a zookeeper degree Mm. um but like she works in instructional design now uh her name is carolyn i used to work with her when i was in tampa anyway oh awesome oh hey carolyn 
I thought it was just a listener. And then you're like, oh, so it's a friend. It's like this, this, so that was a little onion of a story. You yeah. kept getting closer to the middle. There were layers. To your friend. Got also it. a friend, but also oh a listener. God. Why can't they be the same, Ashley? Come on. I'm not the one who kept peeling back the onion. You gotta have boundaries. <laughs> you could have stopped right at the beginning. <laughs> <laughs> okay. I was like, I did, what is this? <laughs> It's an onion, Ashley. God. I hate them. Star Wars Audio Comics, one of our patrons, says, Hey guys, here's a theory after watching episode 5 of Loki. What do you think? It seems that alternate realities and timelines may be the same thing. After seeing all the variant Lokis and how different they all look, it would make sense that Toby or Toby and Andrew are Peter Parker variants that show up in No Way Home. Some of these Loki variants seem to have lived fairly different lives, so the same could apply to the previous cinematic Peter Parkers. This could also be used to explain any previous Marvel movie as the multiverse, a.k.a. variants, and different timelines that may be branched out thousands of years in the past. Whatever. Hope that makes sense. (laughs) Uh, But the heroes like Peter Parker, Logan, Reed Richards, and so on are destined to exist, so they still are born but can have very different lives, genetics, etc. This might also explain all the continuity errors in the Fox X-Men movies. The movies simply showed various slightly different variant timelines. Anyway, it's just a crazy theory, but if the other Spider-Men show up, or do show up, in No Way Home, I could see them calling the other Peter variants. Oh, this is like 100% how it works. I mean, what's the, what do you even mean if you don't mean different realities and timelines? Like, those are absolutely the same. Thing. Yeah. I mean, I mean, unless you're talking about dimensions, like where Dormammu lives or whatever, but like, yeah, I absolutely think that different timelines are clearly, variants can look very different and be very different yeah. for sure. Yeah. So, absolutely, if they do this, if it, I mean, Doctor Strange is in the movie. All these rumors are happening. I think at the end of Loki, somebody, I don't know if it's in our feedback, somebody brought up that they think that when Loki ends, we will get a, far, a No Way Home trailer. Ooh. That'd be good. I hope so. I think that would be fun. It would make sense because it's kind of late in the game while we haven't gotten anything yet. And like, it makes sense if they're waiting till we see how this ends. Because I think this is going to end with the multiverse. But like, we kind of already know that because the multiverse of madness. So right. yeah. why wait? Mm-hmm. Why not tell us now? Well, it's it's obviously got to play into what's coming, you know? Right. I mean, honestly, at this point, we should have gotten a No Way Home trailer, right? They've been teasing yeah. us for, like, months now. When does that We're come like, out? Yeah. Huh? December. 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 Okay. Yeah, it's currently I cannot believe, July. I cannot believe there's three more Marvel movies this year. Like, we just got to see a Marvel movie in theaters. It's amazing. I'm very excited to have seen one. We have three more. We have three more series this year. (laughs) Our personal lives are over, guys. This is all we do now. (laughs) What personal life? Please become patrons so we can quit our jobs. And do this 24-7. Or or like have personal lives again. Yeah. I don't want to go to work work anymore. I want to do this. I'll bring you that sweet hot content. I just want to get drunk and tell stories. You know? I'll bring you some content. (laughs) <laughs> Betty Major, your favorite open wide. Open wide. <laughs> Was that a, another Bo Burnham thing? Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's a great. It's it. how he opens the special. I made you some content. Daddy Major, your favorite open wide. It's so funny. Okay. Uh, okay. You okay. got to watch it, dude. I, that means that's it's what I It's never going to stop. 
Never gonna stop bad. Ne- what time? What time is lib- libations on Thursday? Eight, seven central. Okay. Actually, I probably can't. But we should do a live watch of that sometimes. Yeah, soon. that'd be fun. A live watch of what? Yeah. Uh, Bo Burnham. Mm-hmm. Oh, <laughs> it's like live watch of Legends and Loop. No. <laughs> I was just thinking we could do it before or something. I can't do a live watch to wrangle some wrangle some people together and then you know go, I'll go there to watch the libations. But I think I might be busy this Thursday. Okay, hmm. okay. I'm in Dallas. I got to spend some time with Alyssa. Yeah, that's true. That's true. As you can see from my Dallas location. Yeah, I can tell by the that's the Dallas office. The Dallas skyline behind <laughs> me. <laughs> that's the Dallas office of Stranded Panda Industries. <laughs> you guys. Please become a patron so I can get the Dallas skyline behind me. <laughs> just get a big graphic to like, just a big acrylic to, to, to peel and stick. I meant go get a big office with a big window, but sure. That works we could just too. do one of those wallpaper walls, yeah. We should set like a crazy limit on our Patreon that's like, they have those stretch goals. We should be like, $10,000 an episode and Matt will get a Dallas office. <laughs> There's somebody out there okay. that's going to pay that, right? <laughs> yeah. Totally. I mean, if everyone gave a dollar, we could literally all quit our jobs and make more content. Oh my God. So, come on, everybody. I'd be such a nice, like, happier person. Trust me. Right? <laughs> that's worth a dollar, right? Having Ashley be a nicer person. <laughs> <laughs> Only a dollar can change your life. Uh, it'll change lives. <laughs> That is definitely worth a dollar. Yeah, if, that's worth a dollar fifty. If not to you guys, it's worth it to us. I'd buy that for a dollar. <laughs> <laughs> Wait a minute. Do you guys think I'm mean? What the hell? No. <laughs> you love people thinking you're mean. It's fine. Um, yeah. <laughs> you're like, don't identify me. I don't go into your category. I'm, I'm only allowed to say it, not you. Yeah. <laughs> only me. Plowing forward. Yeah. <laughs> we have seven minutes till the break. Ooh, good job keeping up with shit. I'm very hot. Oh, <laughs> you guys will get me all worked up. I try to be very yep. still. <laughs> <laughs> See, this is what you guys get. You, you've caused Ashley to start thrashing. We're going to have to call her Thrashley. <laughs> okay, let's speed round some Loki because we're... Uh, we're just having too much fun. Sorry, guys. <laughs> Can't do this. Uh, Cody Lane Chester sent us a message today, MCU cast. Love the podcast, been listening for a few years, yet just now I became a patron. Hey. I love the theories and the nerd talk because though my wife loves the MCU, she doesn't like talking theories and what ifs as much as me. My thoughts on the upcoming finale for Loki. Hey, I like Jeff's idea of the place <laughs> last episode being a prison. Yeah, get on board the train. Toot toot. Oh. <laughs> uh, and destroying the TVA will indeed reestablish the multiverse, but will also release the prisoners from the void, making way for any big bad to come from it. Kang, cough, cough. But Loki and uh-huh. Sylvie discover that reestablishing the multiverse will split the two of them up, putting them each back in their own branch. Mm. This will cause Sylvie to hesitate. Because Loki is the only person she has ever had and will not want to be separated from him. But Loki, in an act of selfless heroism, will pull the plug and end the TVA, knowing he won't get to be with Sylvie anymore, but also knowing he is giving her back the life she lost. 
Just imagine all the big bads of Phase 4 and beyond coming into power because of Loki's love for Sylvie or love for himself. Still weird, but totally awesome. This would also give me the emotional scene of Loki on his knees in the TVA command center watching Sylvie's timeline play out on that screen in the middle and seeing Mobius riding a jet ski all while the TVA crumbles around him. The season ends leaving him alone again back in his timeline with a Tesseract that he no longer cares about. Cue title card, an end credit scene showing Kang leaving the prison. I hope I'm right about this because I want that scene. But if I'm not right, just remember, there is a timeline out there in the multiverse somewhere where I am right. <laughs> just unfortunate. <laughs> I just unfortunately live in the one where I'm wrong. Love the podcast. Keep up the good work. <laughs> Dude, Cody, that's a great uh, resolution you have written. I like it a lot. Mm-hmm. It's a good one. It's a good one. It's a good theory and a good, uh, you got a, a writer's soul there, Cody. Yeah. Writer's soul. Yeah, maybe you should do the writing. Yeah. Get Cody on the horn. Marvel, call Cody. Oh, I thought for the show. Never mind. <laughs> we don't we don't write this. We don't write this? No. Don't give people the impression we write this. Then what Please. have I been reading? <laughs> <laughs> Scripted. Uh Jonathan Kim, one of our patrons, said maybe a stretch, but is that last building in the beyond possibly in the quantum realm? It kind of has that look to it. Also, could the classic Loki have pulled another death stun to end up being the man behind the curtain? Love you, 3000. Jonathan. Mm. Maybe. I don't know that he's the man behind the curtain. Like, wouldn't he? Well, mm, I don't. Ooh. What if this whole time, this particular old man Loki that we've been seeing is a projection of himself so real that even the mad Titan believed it? Yeah. No, absolutely. I I do think that if it's old man Loki it could absolutely be played by Richard E. Grant. Even if it's not the same variant, you know? It's not the same variant with the same experience. It could be like an evil Loki or a a Loki that built the TVA or whatever. Mm -hmm. But, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Mm. Yeah. I don't know that... mm. Having Loki be the, the guy in the end, like, it would kind of fit with what we've seen so far in the show, but I... I don't know, I'm kind of tired of it. <laughs> it, it feels done. It feels very, like, Fight Club. It's also, like, we've, fe- we've seen eight Lokis by now. Like, yeah. Actually, I think all of those guys who... Were all of those guys Loki variants? Yes. Mm-hmm. They all had different kinds of horns. Okay. The guy had bicycle handlebars as his horns. Right. Right. Some of them I could tell, and some of them I could not. And yeah. one of the guys was one of the guys, at least looked exactly like the guy from the... Uh, when they were discussing the different Loki variants, they showed one of the guys with like the long braids or whatever. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. I want to know where that um, <laughs> where the Hulk Loki ended up. Right. That yeah. Hulk Loki. Maybe he just got eaten. Yeah. I, I think he probably. If it's Hulk Loki and he's actually hulked out, he probably like ran right at Eliath. Yeah. He was like big monster. <laughs> did the same. Did the same thing he did to Surtur. You know what I mean? Yep. Yep, and that's what Ashley was referencing. It was great. That was good. I really nailed it, I think. It was a perfect replication of the voice. <laughs> Manav says, I think the trend of Marvel setting us up to believe something big is coming continues, and we unfortunately get no Kang. I feel like it's going to be another Loki variant involved in some way or something pertaining to Loki specifically. There's been too many hints. It has to be a setup. 
Thanks for the awesome podcast. Love you all 3001. Ooh, we got an extra. I like it. Thanks, Manav. Um, I, yeah, I think the, the variant Loki makes a lot of sense. I don't know what else they can do that will have the weight of a, of a variant Loki. You know what I mean? Yeah. Maybe, mm-hmm. uh, oh, no, I got it. It's variant Mobius. No. No. Variant Thor. <gasps> That'd be awesome. Dark old man Thor after losing everything. And then season two is Loki traversing the multiverse to save his brother from his darkest timeline. Oh, I like it so much. I love it. I love like, like one armed Thor, one armed, one eyed Thor, like sitting on a, sitting on a, like a throne reminiscent of Odin's in this little palace. And he's been running all of time to like do whatever he, I don't know. Whatever he thinks needs to be done. Save Jane Foster from her cancer, perhaps. Whatever. Um, that sounds a lot like, uh, what was it? Rune King Thor, I think is what he was. I, I don't know it. Super late in the, in the timeline, in the comics, um, like super old man Thor uh, has like a few extra things about him. Like he's, he's had his arm cut off. He's got an axe. He's got a hammer. He's got, he's got like all these things. And then, also happens to, in order to fight, I forget who he was fighting, but in order to fight this like huge threat, he also took on the power of the Phoenix. So he became Phoenix King Thor and was fucking Whoa. ridiculous. It was so cool looking. How amazing would it be if that's how they brought mutants in for the first time? Yeah. In the MCU. Oh, it's like Phoenix Thor and you're Phoenix like, King this Thor. is... This is uh, too many steps from the yeah. thing that we need. Like, this is the opposite of what you guys normally do. Normally, like, present a character. They go through things. Now you're like, show us Phoenix Thor. And you're like, now, the, like, the Phoenix energy has a, like, 90s-style voiceover with, like, jangly music. And the Phoenix was like, this was all, it was a lot different when this started. And it, like, goes back and t- tells the story from the Phoenix Force's perspective. Okay, I went too far. Let's keep going. <laughs> now the Phoenix Force is a is a sentient character that we identify with. Yeah, and has like a plucky '90s voice. Is, yeah, is my pitch. It's, it's basically Ferris Bueller. Yeah, Phoenix like a, Bueller. Yeah. Phoenix Bueller. <laughs> yes. <laughs> we got there, guys. We got there. We found the best universe. <laughs> All right, now I'll go sit on the throne and make sure this universe happens. Okay, okay. That, that we get to, we got to get to Phoenix Bueller, or all of, all of this falls apart. Yeah, all, all the, of stranded, all stranded this is panda. <laughs> Ten years from now, we're gonna find out that Phoenix Bueller was our nexus point that created the universe <laughs> that will uh, make stranded panda uh, grow. Yep, that's the one. <laughs> I'm gonna. Oh God! I'll, I'll make a Phoenix Bueller T-shirt today. I like it. I like it. That's the that's been that's been the merch that we have needed <laughs> for so long. <laughs> okay, Angela Duvaletti, I guess, uh, sent us in the email. <clears throat> Listen, there's a lot of questions that we need answers to, but can we all just talk about the fact that when Loki was saying farewell to his variants, he didn't think twice to say "see you later, alligator." <laughs> missed opportunity 
Yeah, that's pretty great. That is a gigantic missed opportunity that I'm kind of like, I'm in mourning over not getting that now. Yeah, right. <laughs> like, I really appreciated that feedback. <laughs> it's pretty great. All right. Well, we've, uh, we're, it's about time for us to take a quick break. We got a bunch of voicemails coming up and we've got some wonderful people sending voice memos this week. They sound so clear and nice. Mm-hmm. Um, and we also have a few voicemails. So, yeah, we'll hit those when we get back. We got lots more feedback. Come back. We'll be right back after this ad. We have no control over. And we're back. And we're back. And we're back. <laughs> okay, so we've got a couple voice memos. We're going to listen to one of those uh, and see what they're, t- they're talking about. This is Ryan <laughs> from the UK. Hi, everyone. Uh, this is Ryan from Birmingham in England, not Alabama. Yeah, doing a voice note thingy so um, Jeff doesn't pull a muscle trying to do my accent. But, um, yeah, I have a, a Loki theory head kind kind of thing. It's not really related to the new episode. It's just something I was just thinking about while rewatching the first one. Um, yeah, so sorry for not, like, <laughs> hyping up this amazing episode, but yeah. Um, I was thinking about how the multiversal war that took place long, long ago, whatever long, long ago means in the TVA, and how Mobius, when he was talking to Loki and talking about what was meant to happen to him, he said it happens again and again and again, something like that, like as if he had seen Loki's die by Thanos' strangling again and again and again. And it got me thinking whether the TVA had actually been watching multiple universes the same way, like, um, in the comics, you have, like, different iterations of the universe and how, like, when one dies, a new one starts again. And, like, I wonder if the TVA is, like, Galactus in that sense. Like, every universe, the TVA carries on the way that, like, yeah, Galactus kind of has to be at the start of the universe. I don't know if that made sense. But, yeah, I was wondering if that was true. And if that is right, that means we could get, like, both versions of Secret Wars in my head canon, if that makes sense. So the one that they saw in the last universe was like the 1984 Secret Wars, and the one we're going to get in the MCU in a few years, hopefully, will be like the 2015 Secret Wars. And yeah, that's just my little head canon, which I think is cool and fun. Um, so yeah, and I have a little other theory that is 100% not going to be true. But I think it's fun as well. And it's that um, Galactus is at the head of the TVA and that he feeds on all the timelines that they prune. And yeah, I think that's fun too. All right. Thanks for doing what you're doing. And yeah. Bye and stuff. <laughs> Bye and stuff. <laughs> hey, Ryan. I like the way you, you, you're thinking about it. Galactus, that's an interesting pull. What do you think? Galactus at the end of time. I love theories that as soon as you are even thinking it, you know this is 100% not true, but it would be so much fun to (laughs) to see on screen. Or so much fun to even hear somebody else say. Yeah. It's a a really fun theory and like really wild, the idea that Galactus... It'd be an interesting way to introduce Galactus since Galactus has been a hard one to do i feel like a big guy that eats planets it's hard. hard to pull off yeah <laughs> it's why it's why they always like make yep. him an energy cloud or whatever 
because he's just hard to do. Yeah. But a guy that's like feeding off the energy of all the universes, like that kind of fits like the multiple worlds theory of time travel. And he's feeding off of all of the worlds or universes. Well, they kinda all funny. converge into one point, right? That we, like we saw right. on the timeline, they all converge into one point. Yeah. Hmm. Galactus's mouth. It's like a guy sitting at the end of a conveyor belt, just feeding himself burgers. Yeah. And he's like, <laughs> That's a good place to be. <laughs> a good place to be. I knew it, man. I knew it, man. We're we're on the we're on the golden timeline now. Now we got another T-shirt, Galactus Burger. Yeah. Like, um, oh my God, can we have Galactus in a car hop? Like, yes. The, the delivering <laughs> delivering little planet burgers. Yes. Like oh my God. Inside the burgers. The planet is the burger. <laughs> Oh, this is so dumb. So dumb. How are we okay. already this slap happy? Yeah, we're not that far into the podcast. I mean, we're pretty far, but it's pretty hot. <laughs> yeah. We've all been having a, it was a long day for everybody. Yeah, that's true. I'm off a ten hour drive. I have an excuse. Ashley has an excuse. Seems like one of us doesn't. One of us is just eating lasagna that somebody else cooked for them. I've been dressing all day, and it's just so nice to unwind. With some lasagna that your kids cooked for you. Wait, the kids cooked it? Mm-hmm. Uh. <laughs> At what age do children start cooking? Uh, I mean, <laughs> kidding, it depends on how big they get at five, but yeah. usually... I just like <laughs> want to put them to work as soon as I can adopt one. Yeah. <laughs> that's fair. Oh, Lord. I mean, that's that's really the only reason to have any, right, is so that you have like... Hey, go get my pants. I don't want to get up. Apparently, I told my parents that when I was a child. I vaguely remember this. They were like, how many kids do you want? And I was like, I want a hundred kids. And they were like, why? And I was like, I want one to change the channel and one to bring me a, bring me food. And one, which like is funny, but it also gives you a glimpse into what my childhood was like. Yep. Like what I thought being a child was. Your childhood was the same as mine. I gave birth to a living remote control so that I don't have to reach over there and change the channel. Right. It was before we could afford an actual TV with an actual remote control. Yeah. So I was I was walking up to like an ancient analog thing that clicked. Yeah. Like, click, yeah. click, it does click, that click. click. Like that yeah. big <laughs> that big angry click. And it goes like <sighs> three, seven, like Yep. We're 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 old and poor, Jeff. We're old yeah. and poor. <laughs> this is what it's like to grow up in, in Birmingham, Alabama. <laughs> oh, to be old and poor, right? Right, everybody? Yeah. Alright, we got Pat. Hey, what's up, Matt? Jeff Ashley. Uh this is Pat from Minnesota chiming in. Love the show. Uh, I've been fully on board with you guys since WandaVision, and I love everything you do. You make the MCU even more amazing than it already is. So Thanks for everything. Um, so my favorite line of episode five, possibly my favorite line of the whole Loki series, maybe of the entire freaking MCU, as a matter of fact, is when Mobius says to Sylvie in the pizza delivery car in the void, uh, well, I guess when you think the ends justify the means, there's not much you won't do. 
uh, boom, like straight up philosophical, ethical truth. Uh, I mean, for me, at least the, the ends justifying the means seems like a pretty glaring philosophical error that connects to utilitarianism and all kinds of other problems. Lots of philosophers like Sartre and Mill and Singer have kind of put this forward in different ways over the years. Um, and one of the things I love about the MCU is it's rife with tackling this issue. You know, there's all kinds of people who try to justify evil means with a theoretically good end, you know, um, like Killmonger. Uh, equality and the end of oppression, very good. I'm on board with that. Theft and murder, not so much, you know. Thanos, sustainability, cool, two thumbs up. Universal genocide, bad, right? <laughs> um, and even the good guys, you know, I mean, like Fury, uh, and partially because of his influence, Alexander Pierce in Winter Soldier, you know, they're fighting for order and for the end of crime. Those are good, that's fine. But Project Insight and global preemptive executions, bad, very bad, you know? Um, so it's even more apt, I think, that Mobius directed this toward, uh, this line toward a variant of Loki, you know, who's constantly justifying, uh, bad means with theoretically good ends, you know? So, uh, wanted to get your guys' thoughts on that. Thanks so much. Two thumbs up, five stars. Uh, thanks. Bye. Thank you, Pat. Appreciate you. I, I kind of felt like, um, like T'Challa in, uh, in Infinity War when he was like, we don't do that here. When he's uh, when he's bringing up all of the like actual like philosophical oh like the actual philosophy and ethics of it yeah yeah no you, you gotta 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 reach out to superhero ethics for that no yeah no I we really don't do I love here. I love that stuff which is why like you know when we even met uh, Fox of the superhero ethics podcast we were like oh we gotta we gotta work with that guy um so yeah I, I love this and I love that like like you said it's kind of a throwaway line but it says so much. Um, and like do that, that character kind of just being like, yeah, the ends just by the means, like it's kind of the way characters work in a lot of stories. And it's just like, what are their ends and what will they do to achieve them? Like, that's like, that's the core question in so many stories. Yeah. Good stories anyway. Yeah. <laughs> a lot of the, <clears throat> a lot of the, the, the core, you know, question is how far is too far? And, you know, that's the, yeah. I mean, that's the question with Daredevil and Punisher, like, immediately, like, who for who sure. is going too far? And then, I mean, there could be a question of, like, Daredevil might be going too far for some people, but... Right. Um, or, or just, like, when it, when is the diminishing returns, or when are you doing more damage right. to, to the situation than good? Is the good you're doing causing more damage than... Uh, and it's, it's, and, and the thing is, like, and people, we talked about with Sylvie and Loki being at cross purposes, because it seems at this point... That Loki is basically just wanting to save Sylvie. Like that's he's like willing to go to the end of time and fight the dragon to like save Loki uh, or save dragon. Sylvie. You're still right when dragon. you say Loki. Right. I well, yeah. I know. It, <laughs> it gets confusing when I'm talking about to the two of them. Um, Don't call. But then that. Loki. That's Loki's goal. But Sylvie's goal is to up till now is to destroy the TVA and destroy whoever is behind it. So, like, she's looking for the self-destruct button mm -hmm. on the TVA, which Loki now has a great affection for in some ways. So, it's just, I love the cross-purposes that they're at. Yeah, yeah. Um, man, it's, <laughs> we keep saying, like, how are they going to escalate? Because, you know, bigger and bigger stakes, right? And, 
you know, it was it was New York, and then it was the world, and then it was the universe because Thanos with the snap. Mm-hmm. But now in Loki, it's multiple universes. Yeah. yeah. We talked about a lot. What are they going to do after Thanos? What are they going to do after Endgame? And like we always said, like oh, they probably need to like bring it back down to yeah, smaller stories. Really back in. They did not really do back that. In. They Ew. have not done that. At least not yet. And like the thing that I've been worried about more than that with the multiverse, more than going bigger, because clearly it's going bigger, especially if you're like in this situation where you've got Loki looking at a multiverse. Like you're, he's at the edge of time where all multiverses converge. Like that's so cool. But the thing that's mm-hmm. been like going through my head, I've been worried that we will lose what is special about the MCU. Yeah. Because. It is so tied into the idea of a contiguous universe. Like I, I say it all the time: hot, deep, hot, wet continuity. It's been like my. It's been. It's been since day one. Day one of this podcast, I've been saying deep, hot, wet continuity. Like that's what I want. I want it all <laughs> over the place. I want it scattered, smothered, covered. Are you going with, with a Waffle House order right now? With, Seriously, with deep, hot, wet continuity. Um, <laughs> why? And why? Why would you do this? Well, and the th- and the thing about going to the multiverse is you inherently lose that, right? You lose you lose the scatter, the smother, the cover. Like it just it becomes all these different different heroes fighting different journeys. And what does anything matter if the multiverse is real? What does it matter? When are their stakes? But what I've been saying, they could do it. They just have to be able to hold on to the story of certain characters. And it seems like they've been able to do that with Loki. Even though Loki is a variant, he's he's kind of been a great proof of concept because he's not the Loki we've been getting to know for eight years. He's a brand new Loki. He's the one in 2012 that ditched out with a Tesseract. And then we've still gotten this really meaningful story from him, even though he's not the one we knew through Thor the Dark World, Ragnarok, and Infinity right. War. You know, mm-hmm. right. And I still care so much. So, maybe it's not so bad, this multiverse, I guess is what I'm saying. <laughs> yeah. This multiverse thing isn't so bad. Yeah. This is the multiverse. This not so bad. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> What's that from? Age of What's Ultron. Oh, He's like, yeah. this is S.H.I.E.L.D. This isn't so bad. <laughs> yeah. Oh, good call. I like it. I like it a lot. Uh, we got a voicemail from someone. It doesn't have a name. They didn't specify who they are. But... It's kind of a cute little 30-second thing, so let's listen to that. Uh, I, I really like your podcast a lot. And I mean a lot. Bye. <laughs> and that's it. <laughs> I love it. I love it. Bye. Bye. <laughs> I love it so much. I don't thank know who you, you are, but I thank know, you. But it made I me really laugh. I love your podcast. <laughs> Like a lot. That is all. Bye. I like it. Thank you. <laughs> Bye. I mean, we asked for short and sweet. Am I right? <laughs> Perfect, kid. Perfect. That was short and Do sweet. Do we want it? Like, was that the Loki variant kid? Like, we oh, know he's listening. the Loki variant oh. kid. Yeah. Just hiding behind that Wyoming zip code. An even younger kid Loki. That's probably who that was. Is that the one that was holding uh, the alligator like a like a sweet baby that needed to be protected? Yeah, <laughs> with him. I, I just I, after rewatching it a couple of times, 
like that particular scene where he just picks up the alligator, like has his face over his back and is just like, shh, it's okay. It's okay. You just bit that guy's hands off. It wasn't your fault. Yeah. Yeah. No, he did. He, he had it coming, you know, he brought it on himself. Like it was so silly. Reminds, reminds me of when, uh, Drax petted rocket. Yeah. (laughs) Yep. 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 Also that one. Uh, let's see. Next up, we had J. Captain Rugaroo, Rugaroo, yeah, Gregory, <laughs> on uh, on Twitter say so. According to Renslayer, the void is where every instance of existence collides at the same point and simply stops. Confirmed, it was a multiverse all along. Sorry, Matt. Do we think the void is analogous to the comics version of Limbo? You don't have to be sorry to me. It's Miss Minutes' fault. She lied. Yeah, everyone at the TV is a dirty liar. Yeah, dirty rotten liars, I, all of them. There's got to be more to Miss Minutes, right? Still, probably. Is she is the Herald of Galactus? Two? That'd be. <laughs> She's the Herald of Galactus Burger. <laughs> She's the. I don't know. She's the car hop. Yeah, I could totally see her on some skates. Yeah. And then she, he's the fr- he's the burger flipper. <laughs> Welcome to Galactus Burger. Can I take y'all's order? Oh my god! <laughs> <laughs> Thanks for coming. Uh, <laughs> uh, but no, yeah, I, I, I've definitely adapted my thinking into the fact that I think that like basically it's a string of string of timelines that they allow to separate a little bit as long as they end up incorporating back into the same thing. Even though that's not how Miss Minutes described it, but apparently that was whatever. It was either a lie or just an omission. Mm-hmm. I don't know. But let's see. Do what do you think about it being limbo from the comics? I don't know anything about limbo. Um, I mean that's another way that we could get to X Men. Um, because Ilyana Rasputin is like the ruler of limbo for a little bit. Okay. Um, hmm. Or she hung out, or she was stuck there. I don't know. It's it's one of those weird things where like it's kind of a dimension, kind of not. It's not really hell, but it's kind of hellish. Um, might as well put Mephisto in there. I don't know. Um, okay. I think I think we're we're better off looking at it from, or we're we're more likely to see it from a. Um, a microverse uh, quantum realm sort of sort of direction, you know? Yeah. Yeah. That place seems like it's a pretty signature thing. The void. It's like the, whatever it is at the end of time. Mm-hmm. Um, so I, th- I think that's what it is. And we just kind of have to go with that. Yeah. I don't know what it means. Yeah. Mm. Huh. Yeah. I, I, I don't know, man. I don't know. I don't know. I guess we'll find <laughs> out. Find out tomorrow night, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, it's oh, like God, two or three more. Tomorrow. I know. Sorry. I yeah. can't even believe it. I know. I can't believe the show's ending. Like, <laughs> I can't believe I'm that not ready. we got Black Widow. Finally. I can't believe they put it out in the middle of, of Loki. Loki because it feels it as much as Black Widow is a big deal and it should have been a huge deal. It came out in the middle of Black Widow, and I'm like. Black Widow, the things that are happening on it are on such a grander scale that it's like, it feels like Black Widow was this little story in the other universe that used to happen, you know? Yep. It feels kind of sad to me that we sort of like didn't get resolution to that story before now. Yeah. 
Anyway, I won't say any more about Black Widow. Yeah, we were supposed to not talk about it. I was right with you. I was about to be like, we're getting a little tired, guys. This is where it gets dangerous. Sorry, listeners. Let's do like two more and then let's hit some live feedback. Okay. Okay. Callie Crenshaw sent us an email. Hey, guys, last time I messaged you through Facebook and you guys told me to write you here. I really love your podcast. I had a thought. Classic Loki's story explained what happened to Cap. So, yes, he went back in time to live with Peggy. However, doing that changed nothing in the sacred timeline, so TVA intervention was not required. He laid low, and no one knew he was there, just like when classic Loki faked his death and went off to live in solitude. It didn't create a nexus event. Peggy never revealed to Cap who her husband was when he visited her in the hospital, and he never told Sam what happened when he came back to give him the shield. But no, I don't think I will. So two Steve Rogers lived in the same timeline for a while, but it never changed the events of the sacred timeline. Your loyal true believer, Kali. I mean, I feel like that's what I always kind of thought with the way that their yeah. time travel works. Yeah. yeah. Instead like of him it. just sitting there being like, oh, I can't get involved and tell you know, anybody about the Hydra stuff. Uh, <laughs> the other, he's like, don't worry, Peggy, other me will take care of it later. Yeah. <laughs> It'll be fine. Yeah. You just gotta, like, get talked down to and, you know, have a really hard t- 20 years working for whatever, but don't worry, we'll get them. <laughs> well, that's the hard thing is, like, I get him not wanting to get involved. I don't get him not telling Peggy. And then I can't see Peggy not getting involved. Mm-hmm. I know this is an argument for, like, three years ago, but, like... <laughs> I think we had does, this argument three years ago. Yeah, I'm, I'm sure we did. It does seem weird that he did not... He would not have... Peggy wouldn't have gotten right. involved and stopped the Hydra, the rise of Hydra. Maybe unless he mm-hmm. just explained, like, we gotta let this happen. Yeah, or... Well, no. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I was gonna say, or he did get involved. They thought they stopped it, but they didn't really, because it's always a... Whack Cut the one head off. Hydra. <laughs> yeah. Cut the one He'd head off. To grow in his place. <laughs> Another mole. Two, two more <laughs> moles will rise. I don't think that's how that game works. Mm. Brad Heineman sent us an email. Okay, first, thanks to you guys, Matt, Ashley, and Jeff. Rude. Love the show. I'll try to be quick. Such a baby. In the scene where Loki sees his death at the hands of Thanos, he has a mischievous look on his face. Fast forward to episode five. When Classic Loki tells his story, Loki has a similar face on when Classic Loki tells how he tricked even the Mad Titan. Small possible loophole to bring our Loki back. If this Loki dies, or as another multiverse version. Great part about the show, uh, while while I've hit a few overarching theories, I've been surprised where each individual episode goes. They've done a great job of... Shit! They've done a great job of not giving us stuff we want, but making each episode a surprise and a delight. Anyway, I had to thank Jeff last up top, because I know how much he likes it. (laughs) (laughs) By the way, you mentioned something a few episodes back about us giving you Jeff Bezos money if we click a few buttons, and you put a link or something up for us not-so-tech-savvy folks. Love you guys somewhere in the three to 700 range. So, uh, we, we are on Twitch, and that's where we go... Uh, and, and we mean to mention it once a month because you can go there once a month, hit a button, and $2.50 gets transferred from Amazon to us. Uh, basically, it's if you have an Amazon Prime subscription, you can subscribe to us on Twitch. You can subscribe to one Twitch user a month for free. And every time you do that, it literally just gives us $2.50. So we made a little explainer on how to do it. 
It's at strandedpanda.com slash Jeff to Jeff. You can spell that with a two or a two, either way. Uh, Jeff to Jeff. And uh, I'll, I'll also put that link in the show notes in case anybody wants to do that. It explains how to do it. If you have an Amazon Prime account, you can do it just once would be awesome. But if you do it, it once you connect your accounts, it's literally like a one button press every month. It's amazing. So literally, like if you do it once, you can go back there every month. For for what I know, why they don't do it, they don't let they don't let it roll over. So you have to hit the button once a month for it to keep giving it to us. Yeah. So we'll try to mention it. We always we always say we'll mention it once a month, but we very rarely do. <laughs> it's okay. Well, we'll, we'll I'll try to do better about yeah. that. You can get there from our, the website too, from strandedpanda.com. Strandedpanda.com. Yep. There it is. As for bringing Loki back, um, there's lots of ways they could do it. Is absolutely they could bring it back the way they did here with classic Loki, but I don't know. I, I guess we've already got a Loki that we're getting another swan song from, or we're getting more, more series from. So what do you think? Do you think they'll bring other Loki back? I don't know. I feel like mm. they need to have death matter. And if Lokis are never going to die, then <laughs> the only way to make it matter is to not get that one back. Yeah. Right. But and this I mean, one has all the knowledge that that one did. Yeah. I think we've got a solid replacement in this one. You know, we've got a yeah. This this Loki's good enough. Yeah, he found love <laughs> in a hopeless place. <laughs> uh, it's like that. Uh, it's like that meme that was like, "Hey, mom, could we have Loki who found love?" It's like we have Loki at home. Like Loki at home is the one that's getting strangled by Thanos. <laughs> pretty good. Hmm. It's dark. It's pretty anyway. good. <laughs> okay. Yeah, I don't. I don't remember seeing a, um, a mischievous look on his face. It looked more like he was astounded that um, that this guy was able to go through the whole Thanos incident and survive it. Mm-hmm. But that's that could just be me. I could be reading it different. You know, I'm not a uh, professional face reader. <laughs> <laughs> I am also not a professional face reader. I don't think that's a thing. I think Except for in that Tim Roth show. Hmm. Lie to me? Anybody? No? Yeah. No? I know what you're talking about. It's a really good show. Detectives? But it might- yeah. No, it was this guy who like read micro impressions. And it was Tim Roth of Abomination fame. Whom we love. I love him so Often much. Often known for his role as abomination. I mean, oh, that just made <laughs> yeah. my eye twitch so hard, but I'll let you do it. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> We're going to get him back, though. Yeah, in, he was in uh, those boring Tarantino movies. <laughs> in Shang-Chi. <laughs> We're going to get him back in Shang-Chi. I hope so. Can't. I really hope they that Tim Roth appears in that movie and not just CGI abomination. Yeah. Like, in comics, he doesn't really normally transform. Is that correct? As far as I know. I thought that was true. Oh, he stays it. At least if they can get him to voice it, because just I just love him. <laughs> Me too. Every role. Let that personality come through. He's gonna have all that uh, all that Batman vocal work done. You remember? <laughs> you remember at the end of uh, Incredible Hulk when he's just like, "Give me a real fight." Uh, that oh, hurts. Yeah. that hurts. <sighs> yeah, I want I want regular Tim Roth back. I just yeah. want him to be him in the courtroom. <laughs> yeah. I just, I'm, I'm imagining 
the Tim Rothenson. Uh, excuse me. Um, I'm imagining the Tim Rothenson Pulp Fiction, but like as Abomination. Ah, oh, that'd be the <laughs> scariest like, kind Garson. of one. <laughs> Garcon Coffee. Yeah. That's a variant Blonsky. Yeah, but like it's he's hulking massive abomination sitting at the table. He's just like Carson Coffee. <laughs> What's in the box? <laughs> okay, uh PV now. I know that a lot of signs point towards Kang being in the mansion, but the more I think about it, the least likely that seems. I've heard rumblings of the mansion being the House of Ideas, which is inhabited by then and now, seems more likely with a show about time. Also, there is a shot in the trailer with lots of bookshelves. Thoughts? Mm. Mm. Yeah, I've heard that theory bouncing around. I don't know anything about it from comics except that, that it's like a library at the end of the time where you can read all of your history. Really? Well, then that's that seems pretty, pretty good. Oh, uh, well, okay. Sorry, I wasn't familiar with the House of Ideas. Uh, apparently, it's the house that, or it's the dwelling space of the one above all. And mm-hmm. one above all is like kind of the equivalent of whatever comics writer is writing that issue. You're like the ultimate creator of everything. You know, infinite stories are born in, in that space. Um, Right, which makes a lot of sense with the idea of the multiverse being birthed, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, being created right there. Mm-hmm. That could work. That could work. I could see that. Yeah. I don't know anything about that story from comics, so I'm like, I'm kind of, I understand that it's out there, but I'm kind of steering clear of it because it's like, I want, you know. Surprise. I guess I don't, I don't want to know too much because I don't want to know how it ends. But Right. Right, right. Hmm. But I do like to speculate. <laughs> Yeah, this might be... Uh, That's a good one. This might be something Do you guys here. remember the books from the trailer? I don't. I don't know that I do either. I just know that there's one Loki we haven't no. seen from the trailer yet. And that's about it. Oh, really? There's that one scene where he has oh. his hands out. His costume's a lot different. It's um, Odin's original throne, but it looks like there's flags. Oh, right. Yeah, because yeah. we've watched that trailer. Like It's burned in my memory. <laughs> and I'm like, okay, we haven't seen that yet. Yeah. 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 It's like, what if that, uh, something like the House of Ideas is in here, but it like ties also to a variant Loki somehow. And mm-hmm. that particular version of Loki could very easily be seen, I think, in, in like a, you know, the, this is your life type of thing that we were talking about where they get to see every, possible iteration of multiverse mm-hmm. and like that's one of the ones that mm-hmm. they see where loki is on the throne um you know right right next to the Ooh. time stream where mobius is on a jet ski what if it's whoever is at the end of time so 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 that a lot of people have pointed to that shot in the trailer as like it's clearly going to be a, a another loki there because we haven't seen this loki yet but what if that is a projection or a visage that is like tempting Loki not to take down the TVA. They're yeah, like, yeah, here's your glorious hey, purpose. <laughs> here's your act. Well, how about we, you know, you don't like your fate. We get it. You've thrown off the idea of your glorious purpose because you saw how you died. What if we can make a few tweaks to the timeline so that you get all of this? Mm-hmm. And it shows Ooh, him yeah. like a version of him that actually got to the throne. And then he has to have the make, make the decision between the throne Loki well, 
and Sophie like, his love for Sylvie. flat out said that in the last episode. She's like, yeah, oh, yeah, don't betray me. You know, what What if they give you an ending where you get to rule everything? And that's when he's like, I've betrayed everybody I knew, but I'm not going to do that to you. I'm like, oh, you're a liar. I took it as her saying, um, you know, if this all works out for, for us, you know, and we get, we, you know, break the multiverse open, you get, like, you get a timeline, you get a timeline, you get a timeline. Yeah. Like that's that's what it felt like to me is that she was saying, you know, maybe there's one that you could rule after all this is over. You know, when mm. we win. I don't know. His answer seemed a little bit more like that. It sounded to me like she was asking him if he was going to betray her for that. I think she does. But she does also say, like, could be. What are you going to do after this? Go rule your timeline, like uh, find a timeline to rule or something like that. <laughs> she go, does say something like gonna that. Go find a quiet little house by the lake and uh, settle down with. Uh, with my family that I have not told anyone about, you know, what the, the wolf what are you talking about, Jeff? What are you the talking wolf, about? the horse, the, the hella, all oh. the kids, oh. all the kids he's created that are the, the alligators, the wolves, the horses, <laughs> it's, yeah. his whole menagerie, secret family, secret family, Loki. That's a whole different variant. Vermillion <laughs> one says, what if we got Krang instead of Kang and Loki Gator and Throg teamed up with the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles? <laughs> yes sure yeah why not i mean i'm on board only if it's not animated because that is a possibility in this universe because the teenage mutant ninja turtles were based on the, the stuff that made yeah. daredevil blind like it's all possible yeah it's there yeah. it's canon it's in the multiverse yep yeah and then pavel Chekhov's right there to like yep at his house back him up with his phasers yep yep this all makes sense <laughs> We've gone too far. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Georgie Pie says, what are the odds that Sylvia and Loki learn from Elias? Did they tap into his memories or tap into its memories or thoughts or something? Mm. Well, she did have that vision in the beginning of this or well, not in the beginning, but whenever she went to um, well, the, the void. The, right. She saw she saw the house ahead of time. She did. They definitely did. But the question is, how much more did they learn? And that is a good right. question. Like, that's how they, that's how they, like, sort of detectived out the last episode was like, she touched him just enough to learn about the house, learn that he was guarding it, learn how to defeat him. But it's like, did, did they learn more? That's right. interesting. Now that she, now that she has him enchanted, is it, um, is it like, <laughs> I know everything and I'm going to tear it all down sort of situation. Yeah. It's interesting. And like, how much does Loki know and how much does Sylvie know? And do they learn no different amounts? Hmm. He didn't even know he know. could do that. So it'd be interesting to see yeah, what he got exactly. from it. Like he may have gotten less from her than her. Cause she knows how to dig in. And find out what's in the mind of these beings. Yeah. What if she enchanted both of them at the same time? Hmm. Mm. Find out if she really means it. Mm-hmm. I don't know if she has the power to sense motivation or not. <laughs> she better roll on that. <laughs> yeah. Get your D20 out, Sylvie. <laughs> Kyle Ray says, ah, hang in there with me on this one. Okay. I believe we see evil Loki at the end castle at the end of time. Sylvie and Loki fight this guy. The post scene. We see that Loki worked for Kang. 
Through a lot of the upcoming films and shows, we go back to the start with Iron Lad, see him in Young Avengers, but are also drip-fed to show how he becomes Kang or Mortis. Any case, show Kang and Loki, then go to his beginnings through the next bunch of content. Mm. Could be interesting because, um, I guess, I don't know if it's spoiler content, but in the comics, um, they're, 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 you meet young Kang who doesn't, you don't know him by that name, right, though? Right. Isn't that correct? Right. Correct. So, like, you, what's his name? Do, do you remember? You would ask me. Anyway, um, so it would be interesting to see a young man who we don't know is Kang, but is Kang has been introduced Richard? to us. <laughs> what's his name? No, right. Oh, no, it is in the comics, but in the, not in that, not in the Young Avengers comic I'm talking about. Oh, uh, okay. But it's okay. No big, no big deal. It, it just be, it would be very interesting to see, like, for them to show us who Kang is, like, as a brutal dictator of time. And, like, maybe even this last episode, that's who they're fighting or whatever. And then you meet that young man. He, like, moves, kind of becomes that person, you mm-hmm. know? That could we be see interesting. The, like we it. see the fall of of this. <laughs> he was such a nice young boy. Yeah, which is why it's <laughs> such a it add, that that story from Young Avengers adds so much pathos to the Kang character because he like legitimately wants to stop Kang, but he knows he is Kang. Like it's it's great. I love but it. if he doesn't become Kang, then the world gets wrecked. Yeah, that's that's the twist in the comic. Is that like the world? Will base the world will be destroyed if he doesn't doesn't become Kang. So he has to become an evil dictator to save the world. Yeah. So he like has to make the decision That's to go crazy. back to his original timeline or whatever. Ugh. It's like really awful. Too much because you like him so much. Yeah, so much time travel. It's a real loopy story. But mm-hmm. um, yeah, Nathaniel Richards, uh, great uh, great guy there. Okay, and our last one is Gusto the Third says wildly absurd theory. Mobius is a Kang variant, and that's why Ravana has a connection to him. Ooh. I'm telling you, there's got to be something more to Mobius. I just didn't... Him just piecing out like that. I'm taking the TV on by myself. You have no backup. What are you going to do? She pruned you immediately with a group of guys. It just doesn't make any sense. Like, you can't exactly sneak around. It's just... It's funny. Like, if she prunes him, he just comes back... Because he has the temp pad. ...to the void. And then he can just hit the temp pad again and just... (laughs) Mm-hmm. I'm back in. Like, all right, let's do that a little different. Yeah. <laughs> hmm. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know if there's more to Mobius. I, I think it's very possible because I think his character's been awesome. And uh, I was listening to an interview with Kevin Feige today that came out, I think, after episode three. Mm-hmm. And he was, like, mentioning characters that are fan favorites that he that people want to bring back, want them to bring back. And he mentioned Mobius in that, like... Hmm. And so that made me think, like, oh, maybe maybe Mobius will be back. Kevin, he's on Kevin Feige's radar as someone <laughs> that fans want to come oh, back. Yeah. You know, yeah. Kevin, I told you, Kevin Feige is listening. <laughs> Kevin Feige, cut the check. Cut the check. <laughs> Could do it anonymously. We just need a dollar from all of our listeners a month on the Patreon, or. You know, like fifteen thousand dollars a month from Kevin Feige. Yeah, it's not even a lot, Kevin. <laughs> Come on, Kevin. You know we got billionaires <laughs> blasting themselves off into space. You guys have too much money, okay? 
Yeah. <laughs> Our planet is on fire. Fix it. Okay. <laughs> Assholes. They're like, yeah, I'm leaving. Yo, That's Matt, what- next week, though, after Bezos blasts himself in the space, you're going to be like, Jeffrey Bezos, you did it. Congratulations. <laughs> <laughs> this is taking a turn. I think we're was done one more? That was it? That was yeah. it? Oh, okay. Well, guys, thank you so much. Um, and I know we joked a lot about the Patreon tonight, but if you're out there and you enjoy this show, we do it every week. And you can join us on Patreon. Uh, it's a week. It's a uh, we we never charge more than once a week. If we don't do an episode at all, we don't charge. And if we do one episode, we charge once. And if we do five episodes, we only charge once. So so you can do that. But you can also set a limit. Uh, you can go and hit one dollar, two dollars, three dollars, and say only charge me once per month, and it will do that. So um, that is a possibility too. Um, but that would be awesome. patreoncom slash cast. Uh, we uh we we're, we're working really hard to grow the show because there's so much great Marvel content to talk about. So yeah. it's been awesome. Um, thank you all for listening. We'll be back. Appreciate all the five star reviews lately and all the all the love y'all have been sending our way. Love you three thousand. Peace. Until next time, true believers. Bye. Thank you for joining us for the Marvel Cinematic Universe podcast. Available everywhere you get podcasts, and now a video version streaming live on twitch.tv slash strandedpandatv and available at youtube.com slash strandedpanda. And if you'd like to learn more about all of our other podcasts, geeky projects, and ways to support the network, visit strandedpanda.com.